0: Amen. Well, summertime has officially kicked off, wouldn't you say? I mean, it was a little bit cooler the, the last couple days, but man, we got some hot days. How many people love them hot days? There's a few of them dude. That do. That's good. I know. That's, it's something else. But I tell you what, it's good. How many people love air conditioning on those hot days? I'm speaking to everybody then. That's good stuff. I know I do too, man. What a blessing. But you know, you can start seeing things going, man, different seasons. Grass is growing out of control. The hedges are high you know, the car needs inspected, another coat of paint on something, you got to sandblast the deck, I mean, how many people are relating to this? Man, it looks like I got a lot of people to help then, because they're like, no, no, that's not me. But there's always stuff to do, right? There's different seasons in our life as well, and there's times for fixing things, you know? So how many people are actually like fixers by nature, like to fix stuff? Put your hands up way high, how many, way high, yeah? I mean, you don't have to be a good fixer, you just have to be a fixer, some people <laughs> fix it, right? All right, while well, your hand's still up there, how many people like fixing people? Huh. <laughs> oh, that was a setup. It really was. But we like to fix it ourselves, don't we? So today we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to look in the beer. We're going to look at God's Word. And we're going, to, we're going to say, you know what, Lord, help us to make the course corrections where we need to make. And let's lean on the Lord. So I hope you guys are going to enjoy this. It's going to be a lot of fun. So a lot of times, I, I just, does this guy look familiar? Somebody say he looked like my son. If he had a mustache beer time? Come up here for a second. Come up here for one second. Stand right over here. Turn around. Get that razor. There you go. That's good stuff. Oh, my goodness. But you know what? Here's here's the thing. With God's word and God's message, it's for everybody. You know? And that's what I want to point out today. So let's take a look at it. So the title is Let Me Fix It. You know that? Yeah, let me fix it. Let me get in there and fix it. But I, I want to kind of pull a few things to, together today. We're going to talk about let me fix it. And then sometimes we like to help try to fix others. I'm not saying we can't encourage them and stuff. But ultimately, we need to let the Lord fix it all. And I tell you, the great scripture I got for you today to bring that home is in Colossians 2.8. It says, see to it that no one takes you by captive philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. Elemental. Basic elementary because up against the backdrop of the cross everything in this world is elementary it's pretty basic and so how many people would rather have god's input than guy's input i know i would and i'm not saying that god can't use folks in your life Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. But ultimately, we're going to feed on God's word and get it from there. But what anybody ever says, me preaching, anybody talking, line it up with the word of God, man. Line it up with the word of God before you do anything else, okay? So look at this thing here today. I I want to know this. When I say, let me fix it, as you go through this, I want you to think about it. What is your it? What is your it in your life that you need to turn over to the Lord? What is it that you need to say, you know, I've tried to fix this. I just had a thought. Me and my buddy loves picking up cars and cleaning up cars and, and you know, flipping cars and stuff like that. And, you know, my, my business partner, he's great. He said, I'll do whatever you think, man, whatever you think, you know. It's good to have a business partner like that until you mess up. He goes, what were you thinking? Everybody <laughs> got a business partner like that? So we had this little dent in the car. I mean, it wasn't bad. I told him, I said, man, I think the dent doctor could fix that. He said, whatever you want to do, kid, whatever you want to do. I said, I'm looking at our budget and everything. So I called a guy. I said, man, I got this dent in his car. And the guy comes out, and he warns me, right? He warns me. I said, dude, can you fix that? He goes, I can make it different. (laughs) That is not the answer you want to hear. But no. I said, you can do it. I said, all the guy needs, let me fix him. All he needs is a little encouragement. I put my arm around. I said, dude, I know you can do this. How many of you do? I do a lot of these, sir. I said, you can do it, man. I said, it ain't that bad. Just do what you do. You can do it. Guess what? He made it different. (laughs) He made it very different. And my buddy said, what did you do? I said, I didn't do nothing. He did it, right? (laughs) But I had encouraged him and everything. I mean, you can do it and everything else. But he knew his limitations. He knew what the deal was. It was in in a crease. It was in a tight spot. So he knew it was only going to come out so much. But you know what? I said, you know what? He just needs a little encouragement. He just needs me to help him with his job. He knew his job. He knew his deal. But do we ever do that sometimes? Hey, I'm not saying don't be encouraging. It's a fine line here today. But I'm going to tell you what. If you have a maintenance man, an auto body man, or a doctor maybe, and they said, I can make it different, (laughs) go to somebody else. All right? That's that's right out of the chute right there. Go to somebody else. He meant well, but I thought I knew better, and Lord, I was wrong. So let's jump on in. So today, I want to jump on in with this. Let me fix it. And what I'm really talking about in our lives, a lot of times, we, we think we can, we can fix it ourselves. ourself, you know. There's a lot of things that we can do, uh, you know, as far as staying in the Word of God and all that. But ultimately, if you see what I'm talking about, we're pulling from the Word of God. But we want to take credit so often for what God's doing. Have you ever noticed that? It's called pride. Yeah, man, but somebody says, oh, you're doing good. Well, you know, I've got this, man, the voice got to change. Why do you to change? Or just say, man, God has been really working in that situation. Let's get more work in this. So, have you all ever seen this? I don't need any help. Really? Am I talking to anybody yet? You guys are doing good. Everybody say, I ain't moving my hand at all. Well, I'll tell you what. This is me sometimes. Because if I go and ask somebody something, I have done, not saying this right at all, I have done exhausted every single thing I know. One reason is this. Not that I know it all by a long shot. And if it's mechanical working on stuff, you know it's a very short shot with me. But I, I know people's time is valuable. So if I ask somebody something, here's the tip if you're doing it. I've already tried it about 700 different ways and messed it up. Matter of fact, my buddies at work, when we're working on cars, this is what I do. I got some buddies I work with that are great mechanics. And what we finally do is this. I call them and say, look, man, can you just go ahead and fix this now? Or it's going to be worse because you're going to have to fix what I mess up. They, they, they say, please do us a favor next time you're going to work on it. Don't just bring it to me, you know. I had a brother-in-law years ago, and uh, what he did—he had a little garage and a mechanic stuff, and he had a guy in there and everything else like that. And I had to take my car to him, and he didn't know that I was behind him, or maybe he did. When I went to go pick up my truck, and he was telling the guy, "Can you safety wire the hood shut so he can't get in there?" Right? He had all types of confidence in me. I said, like, "Hey, man," he said, oh, "I was just kidding." But you know, sometimes we get into stuff that's just over our head. But what I want to talk today about is is just, when we say something like that, can you say denial? I can do it myself. I can do it myself. Man, there's things that we can do, and there's things we can figure out. But, man, just think about this. Just roll back a few years. I don't know. Let's pick a number. Let's pick a number. Anybody remember when there was 18? Jesse, you can remember that, right? 18? (laughs) (laughs) Miss Jordan said, go up a little higher. No, (laughs) We're going to get to it. 18. Now, what do you think of 18? Man, 18, oh, man. (laughs) When I look back now, I go, wow, I still can't get in those pants. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) But I'm thinking, I'm going to be a rock and roll star. My mom and dad are not going to move, so I'm going to buy the whole block so my mama can have a lot of room and my dad can have a horse. That's what I was thinking. What was I thinking? (laughs) I like eating regular. If you're in a band, you don't eat that regular. Let me tell you, you better get a job, right? So things start changing. Then 21, what are you thinking? I don't know. Oh, I'm legal now, right? Yeah. (laughs) Pay rent, that's what you're thinking. And then all of a sudden it starts kicking in. I need a 401K. I need all this, you know. 30's coming, the kids are coming, all the So so what I'm saying is you start realizing it shifts, don't it, a little bit. How many, is their priority now different than it was five years ago maybe? Maybe last week. So it's, it's, it's a journey. A time is moving. And you know what? Isn't that growth, though? I mean, I don't want to be the same guy I was five years ago in that respect. I want to be growing in the Lord. I want to be doing everything. It's kind of funny because I'm just a little excited about things sometimes, right? Y'all didn't know that, right? Well, when I was playing music, I was excited. But guess what? When I got on fire for the Lord, I'm still excited. I just got a better message now. And, you know, people go, man, you know, what, what's, what's going on in your life? Man, let me tell you about the Lord. How much can I tell you about the Lord in this time, you know? But you know what? We go and look through things like this, and we start looking back. We really need God's perspective every day, amen? We need God's perspective on stuff. So take a look at this. 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 12 says, So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Mm. I said, the devil loves that snare of pridefulness, doesn't he? Oh, man, that's something else. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy and part of his strategy is to fill our minds and our hearts with this, pride. Oh, that could never happen to me. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Man, I'm going to tell you what I learned very, very young. Yeah, it can happen to you. And, and you know, and and maybe I wouldn't make the same decision as somebody else in that time frame or whatever like that. Have you ever noticed this? You got people to tell you how to do stuff all the time. And then when that same problem ends up on their front porch, they did the same thing you did. Ah! You know, and that's why you don't need the best that buddies got. You need the best that God's got, and I just want to point you to it. That's all I want. I just want to point you to that. But you know what? So often, how many people like being around a prideful, prideful person? I can't get a hand in the house. You know, you, you can't talk to them. You can't reason with them. They just—it's like a wall. And I tell you what—it's—it's—it's it's lonely for them, I'm sure, because I know God wants to teach us some stuff. How about this? You ever heard this? Well, I'm just not like everyone else. That's good. God made us all different, unique. You got different gifts, everything else. But that doesn't mean you have to be an island. That doesn't mean that you you can't, you know, use that uniqueness in, in in a really cool way. But that's what I love about church. Everybody is different. And God takes each of our lives and weaves them together for the good. He brings that unity in. You know, I'm not a mechanic. Somebody else is. Somebody's not a speaker. Maybe I am. Somebody's this, somebody's that. And that's the whole thing. So a lot of times you hear this, well, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. You're right. But I'm going to tell you what. You don't have to go to the gym to be an athlete, do you? But well, get out there on, the, on that day and you got to run. You better been training. I think it's a good place to be doing some training and bringing your gift into the family. And I always say this when somebody misses some time. I know people, we had a lot of people traveling this week, and I pray traveling mercies over them. That, you know what, it's kind of like Thanksgiving. You get everybody together, or maybe Christmas. If Uncle Joe's not there, or Aunt Sally, you miss them. And so when, when somebody's not here, we miss you. We miss you. And, and so I want to encourage you, man, every chance you can come, come because you're bringing what God has placed in you to share with the home team just a while, I'm not doing the eyes. you know what? It might be your smile. It might be, it, you might come 47 times, and on the 48th time, somebody say, can I talk to you? You know what? You just, you, it's just amazing. Fellowship is priceless, amen? So, yeah, we know you're not like everybody else, and how many people are glad, amen? Let me just say amen. How about that? You ever hear this? I got it all figured out. <laughs> Things are getting ready to crash and burn right there, I'm going to tell you right now. Got it all figured out. If we're at work... And we're doing stuff, and we got procedures on procedures and other procedures and red lines and drawings and all this. And, and you get out there on the job, and if something changes from, if it deviates from that plan, guess what? We need to go back and look at the plan. But you know what? We're all tempted to go, oh that's all right. Just give me that, give me that hammer, buddy. We, you know. Don't we do that? Because we got God's Word. We got the worksheet. We've got the master plan. And we read it sometimes at best, right? Then we shut it up, throw it down the road, and then we get out there, and then we say, I got it all figured out. Let me tell you what. I pray that I never get it all figured out or think, let me say that I think I all got it figured out, if that makes any sense. I know who's got it figured out. I just need to know him better. I just need to go to the Lord. I said, Lord, I have no idea. How many people have prayed in a situation for wisdom that you knew you didn't have it figured out, and God will whisper something into your heart, and you go,
1: "Woohoo!
0: look what God did. That's awesome, but you're open to that. Let God fix that. Let God work in that. Let me give you a little something here The two want. Proverbs 3, 1 and 2. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commands, for they will add length to your days and years and peace to your life. Does that sound like a good deal? Look at that again. Add length to your days and years and peace to your life. Man, it's all about a heart condition and following the precepts of what the Lord has, man. I know this. This is something I found out really, really young, right? I can make more problems for myself than I can solve by myself. Gonna get an amen? I ought to write that down somewhere. I mean, I'll I'll tell you what. I can make some really bad decisions. Anybody make any bad decisions? All right, I'm gonna pray for the other 47 that didn't raise their hand, right? Thank y'all for being honest, yeah. We can, you know? And sometimes we just say, what are you thinking? I wasn't thinking. But here's the deal. God gives us his promise and his word. He said, man, don't forget his teaching. You know, I, it's probably never a sermon that I don't bring this up. I, my favorite preacher in the whole world never stood behind us. My favorite teacher in the whole world didn't have a degree. My favorite teacher in this lifetime that I got to hug and touch and talk to never, never went to college It's my dad. Make sure you get that rent on there. Righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. Son, before you get that car payment. Did you look at your bills? Hey, you got to pay yourself first, son. Hey, you need to take care of your family. Hey, you praying? Did you pray about that? Those are those things. Don't forget my teaching. But how much more if our earthly dad can give you some good wisdom? How much more can our Heavenly Father give us? over the top, man. God doesn't want us to come up short, and I think so many times we get so focused on what's happening that we miss what God wants to do in us. All right, now that we got that all down, we know that we need a little help sometime, but I know we still do this because I've done it myself several times. Amen? How about this? Let me fix others. Woo, let me fix them. Yeah. How about that? I said, you know, the, the funniest thing that I think about and this is that, you know, like I said, we can encourage and we can pray and we can come alongside and just be a ear sometimes for people. I think that's godly counsel. But why is it somebody that's been divorced four times? You're going to go through a divorce. You're going to talk to the guy that's been divorced four times. I want to talk to the guy that's still married for 65 years. Right. Or, or if, you, if you've been through a couple of different things, you go to the person, yeah, maybe they've been through the same thing and they're still going through it. Now, it's not a problem if somebody's been through it and they come out the other side. That's the guy I want to talk to. Man, look, how did you get to the other side? How did you make it through this thing? What, what, what in the world was going on? You know what I mean? But we'll run and we'll end up just, just staying in that same mold. Now, this is a saying that I hear a lot. Somebody say amen if you've ever heard this. When people are talking, what you need to do is, woo! what you need to do is, you didn't even ask him. But he said, well, what you need to do is, and then here comes the list, man. Is this helping anybody so far? Are your toes all right? Am I speaking to anybody? Let's go. But look at this. Count Now, I'm going to help us with this. And I applied it this week. And I found that I said that more than I thought I did. Count how many times you say that this week. Hmm, you might just find, you might just find that you're the guy, you know what I mean? Every time in the conversation, man, this is, you know, guess what? You're trying to fix other people many times. Many times, well, what you need to do is this. I, I wrote this down here. I even underlined it so I wouldn't miss it. I said, folks don't always need your opinion. Sometimes they just need your friendship. Come on now. They don't always need your opinion. Sometimes they just need your friendship. Let me ask you something. What makes a good friend? Listeners, absolutely. First thing, first thing I think about when I think about somebody I would consider a really good friend is they listen, they're not judging. And, and when they do speak into my life, it's, I know it's from love. And I pray, and I'm gonna line it up with that, that it's from something that, they, that the Lord has taught them. Amen? But that's what, that's what I see. You know, so that, how many people gonna take the challenge this week and count how many times what you need to do is? I hope you do. But make those course corrections. But a good friend is a good listener. Non-judgment. It's a safe place. It's just a safe place. You know, sometimes when I talk to people, they call it counseling. I'm not a counselor. I'm just a brother in the Lord. I sit there and talk to you and try to encourage you. But I I can tell you this. Most people already have the answer. They just need to talk it through. I, I ate with a guy a few weeks back. And he talked about this situation, and he talked about this situation, he talked about this situation. And I know he was thinking, are you going to say something? I'm just eating. And I just asked him like three questions about what he already said. You know? I, just, I said, well, you're talking about this situation. I never heard you say where God was in this situation. You're talking about this situation, but I never heard you say that you guys have been praying about this situation. I didn't pick. I, didn't, I just said, I'm just, I'm just real low-key eating my scrambled eggs. Never heard you mention that. I said, how much do you think it would help if you applied those few things? He said, I think it would make all the difference. week after that, I didn't, tell, I didn't have to tell him what decision to make or anything else. He said, hey, uh, hey uh, you know what I was talking about? I made that decision, and I won't pre- I'll just tell you I appreciate it. I didn't do anything. I just redirected him back to the Lord. I just—I I didn't have no, whoo, what you need to do is. I just said, have you ever considered praying about that? Have you considered, you know, talking about this? You know, what, what, how about this when you're praying? What promise are you standing on? Look up God's promises. People say, oh, well, I'm just praying. Are you just praying amiss? Or are you praying? You know what? God says, I, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I'm going to claim that. Lord, I got your word in front of me. I got my, your word in my heart. I got my word on my, on my lips. Lord, you know what? You said this, and I'm trusting you. I'm going to keep on walking. Look at this. Many times, you'll hear this. Well, if I were you, you ever heard that one? Oh, come on now. If I were you, this is what I would do. So many times, man, they want to just continue to say, man, look at, look at this all that. I had a, a couple of things in here that I just jumped over. I want to go back here. You know, is that what you need to do is, and if I were you, let's pull some Bible stories in there. How many remember David and Goliath? All right? We know that story. What did King Saul say? What you need to do is put my armor on. What did he say? It's unfit. fit. Well, if I were you, I'd put that on. But see, David's eyes was on that of what God had already done for him. You know what happens sometimes in life? We rehearse the hurt more than we rehearse the blessing in our mind. Right? Well, it never worked before. I can't believe this. I don't know what I'm going to do. Or would you rather say this, turn around and look at God's promise and say, you know what, God says that I am secure in him. I'm a child of God. That gives me total access to my Heavenly Father, right? I qualify in Christ. God says, you know what, in his word, while I was yet sinners, Christ died for me. He turns around and says, it's by grace I've been saved through faith, not that of myself, it's a gift of God. It starts putting our whole mind and heart in the hand of God so that he can mold us to do the things of God, amen? That's what we need to do. We need to start looking at that instead of pointing to everybody else. And this is what also happens, right? When we get something like this and we try to help others many times, we we end up pointing to ourselves instead of Jesus, amen? I got a friend of mine that that, uh, Jesse's a weightlifting trainer. I mention him from time to time. I just met him this last year, and the guy's been a blessing to our family. And any time we say, man, that's really good, man. You're really helping my boy. I really appreciate the way you run your business, a Christian business. Quick. I mean, it ain't even the breath on his lips is praising God. You know? It's never, well, you know, I'm a real good businessman. He said, man, let me tell you what, the Lord has blessed me in this area. You know? And I've mentioned this over and over. And see, you know, as much as it's cool about when, when Jesse was going through the different things and, and doing his weightlifting and all these things, it wasn't so much about building my son's muscle, it was about speaking into my son's life. It was a win. It was a win. He tells me, he said, whatever you do, son, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Now, he wasn't trying to fix him. He was trying to encourage him. He was trying to point him back to Jesus, not itself. Lord, help us to be that, that folks that do that. Look at this. James 4, 6, it says, and the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows grace to the humble. He opposes the proud. It makes me think of this. Stiff arm. Hmm. But he shows grace. God's unmerited, unearned favor to the humble. Now, you know what? When I was young, I used to think that being humble meant being weak. Wrong. You know what? I'll just put it in Buddy Chapman Buckrow terms. Being humble means putting God in the right place and me following. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and me following. Giving the praise to God and then me getting caught in the blessing somehow. You know? That's what happens right there. You ever ever met somebody that's just humble? but they're giant, they're strong. You know, you got that person doesn't always blurt out everything, but when they talk, everybody leans into it. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? You know what? Because, you know, they're not proud, they're not boastful, but they're humble. And God uses that in a mighty way. Let's keep on going here. Everybody doing good? So let's weigh the truth of God's word. I got some good scriptures here and we're going to kind of walk through them. I said, the world sometimes leaves, uh, leaves us just feeling kicked, empty, and wonder if, we, if we're worth it at all. I talk to more people. This is what I talk about to most anybody that I've talked to. They feel used up. They feel like they don't matter. There's no value. They have bought the lie of the enemy, right? And I'm going to be honest with you. We all have sometime. but, man, you don't have to stay there. Know who you are in Christ, so when Christ has come, you stand on top of that, amen? Look at this. It says here, it says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Your values start from the very beginning. God made you in his image. You are an image bearer of Almighty God. I think that takes a little bit of, uh, of precedence in things, right? People say, who do you think you are? I say, how long do you got? Man, I'm not being prideful. I'm saying, I have to relate in my head, in my heart, who God says I am. You've got to know who you are in Christ, amen? You've got to do it. Look at this. Yes, I have loved you with everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Jeremiah 31.3. So we're made in God's image. And not only that, God draws you back to himself. He draws you back in. He draws you to his word. He draws you to the promise. He draws you to make course corrections in our life. Sometimes it's friend corrections. I want to make sure that you understand what I'm saying. That don't mean you hate them. It just means sometimes you need to, to switch up and get some godly information. What is that old thing, you know? My grandma said, man, you, you, you know, I don't know if you want to hang out here. I don't know if you want to hang out here. They'll take you down the road, Right? Now, I'm going I'm to make sure I explain all this. There's a lot of truth to that. But you could be the light in that darkness. But you better be plugged into the socket, baby. I'm going to tell you right now. Because the next thing you know, what I always say, sin doesn't have to come in a 55-gallon drum. It comes a drop at a time. Next thing you know, you're going, what in the world did this happen? But the good news is, God to come get you right there. But we don't have to go down there. He draws us with loving kindness. It's great to know the Lord and know that we have a relationship with the Lord. And because of what Jesus Christ did, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, we put our faith and trust in that gospel message that we are no longer going to go to a place called hell, which is terrible and it is real. But we are set in the family of God, and we have paradise with him. Amen. But guess what? It sounds like that commercial, but there's more. He wants to bless you now. He wants to use you now. He wants to use your life, even as messed up as it might be, because I'm living proof of it, that God can use that to help somebody else. Because you can say, this is where I was, and this is where I'm going. But for God, if it was not for God, I would never make this. You're an image bearer of God. He's drawing you back. What else is? But God demonstrates his own love towards us, And that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Let me click that just so you can see the same thing I got. How about that? How many people at one time in their life, be honest, thought they had to clean up before they came to God? I did. When I lived in Fox Hill, I had some amazing neighbors. Amazing neighbors. I went through a divorce. I had been through all these different things and everything. They just kept loving on me, kept loving on me, kept loving on me. It was my weightlifting partner, you know? But see, I thought he was trying to get me in shape, but he was trying to get my heart in shape. But want you go to church, how many has ever said this? I hear people, and they say this to me today, and I smile. I go, I was that guy. I go, man, if I went to church, that building would fall down on me. Hmm? Have you said that? Did you know somebody said it? I hear that now. I said, no, it won't. It didn't fall down on me. <laughs> Ain't that something? You know, we, we try to clean the fish before we catch it, man. Let God worry about that. Just love on them where they are. While we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. If you had it all together, if I had it all together, Jesus didn't have to come. But guess what? He had to come, and he did come, and he rose on the third day. Somebody say amen. Let's do it. Look at this. I said, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, but the precious blood of Christ. When you redeem something, you purchase it. You buy it. I always use this now. I don't see how, how many folks that lived in the area. How many remember? I think it was S&H Green Stamps. Those green stamps. We used to have a little BLOs down there from us. And my dad was in the military. My mom didn't drive. And so my dad would try to buy all the groceries he could because he's going to Korea or wherever he's going. And sure enough, we would run out. And my sister was six years older than me. And, and, and she would go down there on a bicycle and get all the groceries and everything. And, and, and the bag boy would put stuff on there, and my sister would be like this. And I couldn't, I couldn't ride with her then. I had to run behind her. I'd catch all the groceries that's falling off going back to the house. So get on there. He said, you all right? He said, yeah. She said, just point me to the house. He go, one, two, three. Whew, my sister, potatoes over here, carrots over here, and all those what is, <laughs> TV dinners up the back. Man. And I'm going, wait a minute. Running back. I didn't think about it until just now. She said, just point me home. Come on now, just point me home. Just like the love of mom and dad and the love of your family draws you home, how much more does the love of God draw you back to him? You know what, sometimes when we got home, we had some bent up cans. We had some halfway thawed out stuff. My mom never complained. She said, come on in here. Come on in here. Let's get this stuff in there. And I, I want to really go back. You know what the big treat was? She would make Kool-Aid and then make the popsicles. Did y'all ever do that? Living good. Oh man, it's running down. Your arm's stained up and everything else. You look like a thermometer for a week. Oh, that was living good, man. I'm telling you, man. And then you get ice cream headache when you're on your bicycle. (laughs) All those things. That was living, man. That was living it up. Everybody everybody's done there, you go, yeah, man. That's it. It wasn't twelve different types of popsicles or all this. It was like, do you want red or grape? Yes, I don't care. You know, and he's in there, how much longer, mama? How much longer is it? He's peeping in there. It's not cold enough yet. It's not cold enough yet. Man, I didn't know how good I had it. But you know what? Look at this. We're not redeemed with silver and gold. How many know silver and gold are pretty good things there, right? God can use those to different things like that. But how much more is the precious blood of Christ? It's ultimate. That's it. It's his life source that was poured out for us so that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Everybody doing good, say amen. There is not a higher price that could have been paid for you. Now, let me tell you something. If you go to buy a car, you go to buy a house or whatever, it's really how much you pay is how much it's worth to you, right? You know, they got guidelines and everything else, but if you really like that, I like old vehicles, all right? I got my truck. It's a 74. Now, they probably got some slides and things and say well this is about what but ultimately is this "This is what i'm gonna pay for if i like it if i see value i'm gonna pay for it god saw value in you and he paid the ultimate price jesus gave his life for you man so think about that next time the devil whispers to you oh you ain't worth it oh you messed up again don't buy the lie just step in to what you know that god has done for you everybody doing good say amen so we're going to let the Lord fix it all. That's where it, We had to get through that now. We're getting to the, to the big, big deal here. We need to come to him. Right? right? I'm going to tell you something else. That doesn't mean necessarily come to church. I th- I'm, not, I'm always wanting you to come to church. But we can come to him anywhere we are. Any way we are. And he'll take us. Amen? Isn't that some good news? Look at this. Matthew 11:28. 28. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all who, of you, who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. How many people get tired? I mean, get tired, man. I'm being serious with you. I'm not just talking about physically tired, I got a busy schedule. I mean, you're tired in your heart. You have poured out, you have prayed, you have done, you have twisted, you have done this again, and you're like, boy, I need a breakthrough. Man, he says, come to him. This is God's, this is God's word. Then Jesus said, see, that's what happens when we go, to, this is coming to me right now. You know, we said, well, Buddy said, and she said, and he said, look at this. Jesus said, that trumps it all. Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. That's a promise of God. So next time you're tired, you're sitting in your chair, you go, I don't know if I could go on, but Lord, you said, when I come to you. You want to take care of this. Man, I want to encourage you today with the scripture and God's word to cling on to that. That's a good one to write down, all right? Hold that in your heart. What else? So we need to come to him. We need to call to him. Look what the Bible says here. Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. I've told this story many times, but some folks, new faces in here, I'm going to share it again. Before we launched the church, probably five years before we did this now. I thought it was time to roll. We started out in music ministry. We did a bunch of different things. I did evangelism, all these different things. And, and I thought, well, now's the time, right? We had the building. It was in walking distance of my house. The rent was right. The price was right. Everything, it we was just, oh, it was good. And me and my family and my church family prayed, but we were at home. And I opened God's word up on our bed with our kids there. And I read this. Call me and I will answer you and I will tell you great mighty things which you do not know. I said, Lord, I ain't going without you. I said, Lord, I, you know, I, this is my prayer. You know I need a billboard. That's what I said. You know I need a billboard. I ain't going without you. Next morning I got up. And I usually send out, and I still do through Facebook and stuff, but it's way before Facebook. I'd send out a daily devotion. I had like 150 people on there. I'd send a daily devotion every morning. And, and some I would write, and some I would get from other places and, and stuff. And I'd always say, hey, well, this is from here. And I went to this one site that I really like to go to, and the Lord said, no, go to this other one. Just, just a nudge just like that, and I went to that. Had a scripture in there. And the title was it, When God Says No. Why was I there when God says no? And the devotion went on and unpacked and said, you know what? When God tells you no, and he gives you the this, this signal, no, I don't want you to do that. Will you manipulate things? Will you try to fix it yourself? Will you try to get other people to fix it? Or will you let the Lord fix it all? Let me tell you, a peace came over me. Let's go back to what he said here, Matthew. <laughs> he said, you know what? All of you that are weary and call." have a heavy burden you will get rest look at that boom i got up told denise i said "Uh, we're not moving forward she's like what are you talking about i talked to my dad he said yeah you know me and mama was talking about it he said you know we like to get the chairs for the church i mean we're down to the wire i said we ain't going he said what i said i prayed about it dad Told the ministry team, and they were cool because they were praying about it. Nobody, and it was amazing. When the answer came down, it was so clear. Nobody just said, well, I thought we, they were just like, okay. But God took that time to do more preparing and more preparing and more preparing. And let me tell you what, for you guys that don't know, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about the ministry here. Keep the promise came from a man on his deathbed telling me, buddy, keep the promise. Keep doing what you're doing. Speaking into my life. From that my, my friend's dad passed away, and it touched my life so much that I wrote a song called Keep the Promise the Lord gave me. From that, we got four CDs. We got all these different things going on all over the place. God did all that. His time, he's building. He's doing so. I thought, my gosh, Lord, if you could transform my life and transform a ministry of, of people, from somebody on their deathbed, Lord, what could you do me if I would just do it through me, in me, and through me if I would just listen? So that's what I've been trying to do. I've just been trying to listen. I've just been trying to be obedient when I call to him and move forward. Now, for you guys that don't know the rest of this story, years went by. The guys I work with every day, and I was still going to preach stuff, and me and Tanya and, and uh, uh, Tim and, uh, gosh, a couple of other folks, Thomas as well, we, we would play music, and I would go so one, at one time we went like 45 places in one year, the first, the first year I was doing stuff. We were going a lot. Do, 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 do. This is, might have been before her time, playing and going and doing things like that. And guys at work, they won't even go into church. They say, man, why don't don't you start your own church? I say, I ain't hear nothing about that. I'm just a music guy. I just go play and tell them about Jesus and leave. But meanwhile, God was doing, I was teaching more Bible study. And we were doing a Bible study as a ministry. And we're doing some other things. And my guys at work went and rented a place. Man, humbling. They said, it's all set up. What are you going to do? Wow. I didn't go looking for it. I didn't twist nothing. I didn't try to fix nothing. God brought it through the people that were watching my life. Whew. Man, that's humbling. And I was scared to death. Didn't know what I was going to say. Didn't know what I was going to do. But God's so gracious, I said, okay, okay, okay. Um, um, okay, Lord, we'll just do it once a month Just see it, see what's going on. See, I always got a guitar, man. and taking my six-string crowbar. I got, I'm over here now. Whoo! I can't say, uh, let me play you a song. It, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was down to, you're going to rely on the Lord now. And then people started coming. And people started getting saved. And God started moving in this. I said, I think God's in this. So let's keep on going. Then it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to really step out in faith. Okay, Lord, we'll do it every other week. <laughs> yeah, that's really stepping out, right? And the Lord spoke to my heart as time went on. And many of y'all were so gracious just to come alongside. Y'all remember the the, the beginning. You guys say, you just going to tell people about me every other week? I said, no, Lord. I'm going to tell them about every day. And God opened the door to get a place and bring in some wonderful folks just like you guys to support this. That's been, man, I don't know how long ago. But we've been doing ministry now for 20 years. Praise God. Mr. Bobby asked me today, he says, with that broadcast, he says, How far does it go? I said, around the world. Around the world. Isn't that amazing? Around the world. Tim was looking at something. He said, there are people watching in Korea. What else do you see? There's, a, there's countries that I don't I can't even pronounce. I have trouble spelling Phoebus. But God, I'm telling you. But I know where it's at. Right? <laughs> Why would you put a PH on that? It should be an F, right? I'm just saying. And I think about that, I go. I'm going to call to God because I need you. Let's bring this thing on home. Because you know what? Ultimately what I had to do, I had to trust in him. Look at this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Woo, that's something to get excited about. How many people get excited when they read the word of God? I mean, sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm reading. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking and reading. You know? And a lot of times, I just here lately, I've been trying to get in better shape. I got my little earpiece in, you know, and I'm listening to sermons and stuff. And you can tell if it's a good sermon. So if you see me walking, I'm going like this. I'm just listening to some music. If I'm all praised up, man, I'm like this. I'm moving on. And it's crazy because, you know what, if I really needed a, walk, needed a ride, and there's been times I needed a ride, everybody waved to you. Hey, how you doing? But when I don't want to ride, everybody want to stop and try to give you a ride, right? And they said, what do you do? I said, man, I'm listening to a good sermon. Y'all doing good. i see you Sunday. Keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. Let me tell you how good God is. Y'all ready for this? The day that boy graduated there, a few weeks ago, I took a little walk. I'm almost home. We live down River Road almost to the end getting ready to turn off. Going down the road, and a car pulls up beside me. Car pulls up beside me. Rolls down the window. Now, it's a nice car. It's a Lincoln. If I was in my old neighborhood, I would have ducked and ran. I'm telling you, I was like, it's a hit. <laughs> but I'm thinking, everything's cool. And, and the guy rolls the window down, right? He goes, hey, what's going on? It's the guy from the gym where Jesse goes right there in town. And he's doing his thing out there. He said, we are just taking a little ride. I said, yeah. I said, well, Jesse graduated today and everything like this and no doubt, all that. I said, yeah, that's good. He said, you know, your boy, he really dedicated to doing what he does and everything else. I said, yeah, that's good. He said, what is his playing? I said, Well, he's gonna do this. He's he's an entrepreneur, he's he's going getting ready for school, he's doing this, and he, he's, he's doing this, and he's doing his personal training thing online and all that. At least, tell him to call me. We want him. I didn't go looking for it, he didn't go looking for anything. The Lord done sent somebody down my road to grab me to tell me about an opportunity for my boy. That's God. That's good stuff. I wasn't thinking when I was walking. I was thinking, man, I want to get home, man. It's hot. Who was pulling up beside me, you know? But God was working all those things together. I couldn't have planned that. Wasn't looking for that. He wasn't looking for that. He was just doing his thing. But God's working those things out. So what I want to tell you with all those stories and all those things right there, if you're in a situation and you're in that lane right now and you feel like, I don't know how God's going to do it, don't think He can't. If you're in a situation you say, Well, I need to go out here and fix it myself, guess what? God can bring people to you or put you in a place right there that will make a big difference, amen? So I want to encourage you that when you think of man, what in the world's going on? Just keep seeking the Lord. Just come to Him. Just keep calling to Him and keep trusting in Him. Because I'm gonna tell you what, God is good all the time. Now, you know what? We had a little fun with this today. You know what? I know we all try to try to do what we can. Again, don't miss what I said. Man. Lean on, lean on the Lord. If the Lord has, has, has nudged your heart to speak into somebody else's life and encouraged them, man, please do by all, all means. But do it with love. And do it with, with encouragement. And, and do it with a listening heart as well. And I'm going to tell you what, you're going to find that not only are you a blessing, but as you're being used by the Lord, you're going to get blessed. How many of you have noticed that? When you do things for the right reason, God just blesses you. It's not, well, let me do this to get this. That's a different story. When you say, you know what, I'm just going to do this because I feel like this is what God's laid on my heart. This is what I'm going to give. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to operate in this thing. This is, you know, I just feel like I need to call somebody. How about you guys? You ever got that text message at the right time? Wow. Have you ever got that call at the right time when somebody said, man, I'm so glad you called. And because God nudged you through coming to him, through calling to him and trusting him to operate on his behalf, to touch somebody else's life. So today, let me tell you, God is the one that fixes it all. I know y'all knew that. How many people need a reminder every now and then? Preaching to me. So I pray today that this was an encouraging message. We had a little fun with it. But I'm going to tell you ultimately right here, as we put our faith and trust in the Lord, he can fix it all. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have any pain. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have any setbacks. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have any bumps and bruises. But I'm going to tell you what, we finish big in Christ, amen? Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for the message today. I pray each one had a, had a moment today that they could say, I'm going to grab hold of that, that one thing, that it, whatever that it is today. And Father, I pray that, you know, through the message and through the laughter and through the fun and ultimately through your power of your spirit, Lord, that folks see an amazing loving God that says, call to me and I will answer. And I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. Friends, if you're here today or you're listening online some other time or maybe you're listening right now, I pray that you call on the name of Jesus. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means this, we've all missed the mark. But the good news is the Lord Jesus Christ came to redeem us, to pay our sin debt in full, And by faith, when we call on his name, when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to come into our life and forgive us our sin, let me tell you, you get a fresh start. He sets you in the family. And just continue to draw on that and walk in that. It's by grace you're saved through faith. Not that of yourself, but it is a gift to God. I pray today you receive the greatest gift ever, eternal life through Jesus Christ. And everybody said... Amen. Well, we got a song that we wrote some time ago, and I think it's going to be very applicable to this. It's called Look to Me. If you guys want to stand to your feet, we're going to share that song with you. before we release him, amen.
1: Looking out the window, and well, I wonder what's next. No need to worry, cause I know you know what's best. And I hear you whispering in your loving voice. The one I hear so often, the talks were back on course. Don't lose your way, just look to me, the one who walked upon the sea. There's no need to run and hide. Yes, I'm always by your side. Around cause I'm closer than a friend, look to me, just look to me, mighty and faithful, so full of love. Cause I'm closer than a friend Look to me The more I listen The more I learn The more I seek The more I yearn For you, for you. It's true It's true Don't lose your way Just look to me The one who walked upon the sea There's no need to run and hide Yes, I'm always by your side Love never fails or never ends Cause I'm closer than a friend Look to me, yeah Don't lose your way Just look to me The one who wants to promise There's no need to run and hide Yes, I'm always by your side Love never fails or never ends Cause I'm closer than a friend Look to me Me. Just look to me Won't you look to me Just look to me
0: Amen I hope you guys enjoyed the message today give the Lord a hand clap for all those of tuning in online I pray that you shared the message and I pray that you were blessed today and everybody said Amen